Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 34 of the Culture Vacuum Podcast. I am your host, Samuel Poulet. With me, as always, is my co-host, Calvin. Hello. It's Calvin here. Uh, Yeah, sorry. I'm a bit thrown off by the audio. (laughs) And It's me. And joining us, he's been unsnapped, Michael Watts. Uh, I feel a little better now, Mr. Stark. I'm back, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? It's me, Michael Watts, the uh, the old co-host of uh of Culture Vacuum. How 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 is everybody? Uh, glad to hear. I just did a little door. We're just gonna let you keep going. Call and response there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the I've system... been I've been off in the quantum realm, you know, all 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 ashy, and and now I'm back. So what's good? Sam, do you know what he's describing right now? (laughs) We're doing the most hackneyed setup in the history of setups. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody can hear anybody. The people who can hear each other are delayed terribly. (laughs) You know what? The podcast podcast is canceled. (laughs) The podcast must go on. Oh, you gave up immediately. (laughs) We're going to power through. We're gonna we, pile we can through. Do this. We're gonna just go, we're yeah. gonna talk one at a time, and it's gonna go by as it goes. This is gonna work out very well. I I, I bet. No, it's not. This is terrible. <laughs> it's this is our this is our year, gents. I'm uh, retiring from podcasting effective immediately. Oh, Sam! No, <laughs> I will divert my efforts to the growth of Culture Vacuum Plus. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, at least I get money through that. So yeah, Culture Vacuum Plus. <laughs> Are you the type of guy who's weirdly mad that Disney won't have Song of the South on Disney Plus? Culture Vacuum yes. Plus has Song of the South. You know what also has Song of the South? That's is, the only uh, thing we provide. There's a there's a candy <laughs> shop in Blue Ridge, Georgia. It's North North Georgia. No. They sell bootleg like not like off-brand, not off-brand, no. but like non-affiliated copies of Song of the South. To what end? Like, like it's at the <laughs> counter. You can just like buy it. You know, me, me, my mom and I bought a copy just for shits and gigs. Okay, so other than you and your dumb friend, who who else? <laughs> not, not my dumb friend. My mother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to take that one back. Oh no, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> in any other circumstances, <laughs> it would have been a dumb friend, but in this situation, it was me and my mother. <laughs> Why would your mother right. buy Song of the South? She has a weird, like, nostalgic relationship with it because my grandfather used to tell stories. That she, she, so he used to tell his own versions of the Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Wolf because those were all, like, books before there was a movie. And so he used to tell uh-huh. the stories, and he would do it in the voices of the Song of the South characters. So she has, like, a weird nostalgia factor when it comes to Song of the South. My mother's yeah. not a racist. You can't get rid of Song of the South. You can't tear down the statues, Sam. That's another thing, because they also have a path. Yeah, yeah. of <laughs> the Daughters of the Confederacy, decades yeah. later, putting statues up to scare black people. <laughs> no, no. It's it, it's all it's culture, Sam. It is culture. Yeah, it's, it's part of the culture. <laughs> Listen, the Civil War was, was the war of Southern of Northern aggression, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, who the hell have you brought onto the podcast? <laughs> Listen, I say all of these as jokes. I'm not it's a worth, racist. It's worth noting, Michael is extremely interracial. Yeah, my dad's like <laughs> full-blown Jamaican and shit, and my my sister is, is mixed as well and adopted. So I, yeah. I have my card. Oh, I have my card. 
That's pretty crazy. I'm yeah. I'm a purebred myself. Ah, congratulations. Hearing you say Thank that you. makes me I'm, uncomfortable. I, I'm might, very. It might, it might have been. It must have been <laughs> nice, like you know, having a, a culture to identify with growing up. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, it, it was pretty great, and I bet anyone hearing this, hearing me brag about this, would probably have to feel pretty shitty about their upbringing. So <laughs> I'd hate to be that person. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> This, this is this has been an interesting introduction here. This is a podcast had. where we talk about race. <laughs> <laughs> we're what? We're, we're not I even five minutes Sam in, and like... we're already having a race discussion. Jesus, <laughs> we haven't even introduced the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This is a podcast where we talk about movies and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 the gist. Yeah, news and and whatnot, and occasionally race. Mostly yeah. not race though. Yeah. No, that Mike did bring that up, and I I, I just fan. I have my own podcast. One. Actually, you can listen to. It's called um. It's called a uh, culture um culture wars. Uh, <laughs> culture wars, where you can come on and, <laughs> and listen wars. to me just discuss race topics for an hour. And then I have a I have a companion podcast to culture wars, wars actually called race wars. <laughs> um, Essentially the same type of topics, though. It's it is a, hosted by me. Yeah. It's, a, it's a written dialogue uh, uh, telecast <laughs> where, where we recreate Civil War battles. It's actually only available. You have to get yourself a shortwave radio um, <laughs> in order to kind of... It's hosted by uh, Antifa, where we talk about how we want to just, uh, you know, castrate all white men, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, we do bring the penises to the rallies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also where we talk about movies. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like fireside chat, but you know, with racist uh, with race. <laughs> if you couldn't hear anyone around the fire pit, uh, this would be that. Damn, Sam, get this thing back up. Yeah, Grab you got <laughs> me and me and Mike are kind of bouncing around, and you're letting us do that, which we're, is really nice. But you need to get this yeah. on track. Sam. We're like we're like two squirrels that you were keeping in your basement for like weeks and trying to train, and then you just let us out in the backyard, and you can't get a hold of us. <laughs> so this is a podcast where we talk about movies, uh, specifically Avengers Endgame. This episode <laughs> and Song Ooh. of the South. <laughs> and Song of the South. I was we're gonna saving... be analyzing. We're gonna be analyzing the parallels between Avengers Endgame and Song of the South this episode. So. We're talking about how Avengers in. Endgame is trying to erase the culture of Song of the South. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Why won't you Disney put the most racist movie in history on their streaming service for children? They're trying to erase so that culture. Was... Is that a thing people are actually mad about? Yes. I, I haven't had, like, I haven't seen anything about this whole, because I did hear about how they were bringing all the back catalog of stuff back on yeah. and whatnot, but people are actually, like, legit- legitimately mad that movie's not um, being added to that. So I, I've seen an actual black person say, hey, you should do what Tom and Jerry did, which is put a big banner on the front that explains this is a very racist and bad movie, but we're still going to mm-hmm. show it to you to, for the context of history. And then there's a bunch of weird white people claiming it's a racing history or something. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a little bit of background. A little bit of background. Uh, we're going to jump right into spoilers after we just say if we liked it or not. But a little bit of background on how it's doing so far. It says right now it's Saturday. Going into the weekend, the conservative estimates were like, it's probably going to make around 270, 300 million is the peak. And then Friday happens, the numbers come in, 
and the trades say 300 million is the conservative estimate. This thing could make as high as 350. Hello, it is Samuel from the future speaking to you now. That was recorded a week ago. The actual opening weekend numbers were $357 million domestic, around $1.2 billion total. Uh, it's the fastest movie to a billion dollars. Uh, I'm recording this just before it's about to enter weekend two, and it's going to pass Avengers Infinity War probably this weekend, if not next week. After that, it looks like it is all but certain this movie is going to beat Avatar's record or get really damn close to it. So, yeah, just so much money. Now back to the podcast. Disney, 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 Disney. <laughs> oh, they're going to have so much money. They're going to have so much money. It's just, what, what are they going to do with it, you know? They should just, honestly, at this point, I would just start filling my bath with it. Like, they should, they I, should, I'm, I don't know where to put this. They should they should open up a, a special attraction at Disney World Parks where you can, where they fill a tank with, with actual real cash and you can just swim but around has, in it for a small it, fee. It's got to be money made from the, uh, from the Marvel franchise specifically. Yeah. <laughs> just so you, that. you can kind of bathe in different types of money. Like you can see the money they made from Marvel right. and then you get the money that they made from their animated princess films and yeah. you can just kind of, you know, <laughs> pick a different one yeah, for the then day. You, you get the Pixar pool. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a new water park at Disney world, but it's just all money instead of water. <laughs> It is worth noting that half of that money will go to Natalie Portman's agent for doing the greatest job of any agent ever. Yeah, she's going to be the first person who, like, makes over a million probably for just being B-roll in a movie. For just her her B-roll. Oh my god, that's fantastic. I completely forgot she was a part of this franchise until they went back to Thor 2. Before we get to spoilers, though, (laughs) did... We'll go around saying, did we like the movie? I will say yes with some caveats. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair enough. I would, I would also say yes. I, I probably don't... For me, I, I, my, my, my one phrase response to this film is it's about as good as it could have been. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 would, I would say it's, it's entertaining with a, with a couple of hang-ups. Uh, it's sort of like a... Uh, it's sort of like an old roller coaster, you know, like it's like it's a classic and it's good. But, you know, you've got that rattle in the middle of the roller coaster when you go down where it's like, oh, this is fun. And then but you're like, oh, my back hurts afterwards, you know, so there's a little what the fuck little, is a roller coaster. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just saying <laughs> words, you know, everything's just words. I'm a uh, Sam. Where the hell did you find this guy? I'm from <laughs> I'm from a weird land called Atlanta, Georgia. We have a place called exists. Six Flags. Yeah. I'm from a weird land called Atlantis under the sea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My man. I am uh I'm awesome. My man. <laughs> I'm wet door. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I enjoyed the movie. It was enjoyable, but uh it, 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 it was slow at times. This is spoiler territory, but people are definitely gonna have, I think, a problem with one specific scene. No, I haven't oh, seen the, the outrage yet. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But, Let's talk about it yeah. now. We're talking out of order. <laughs> Who cares? Official, yeah, okay, so official, the, official spoilers from here on out. Everybody, turn off if you haven't seen it. Go see it. And then we've warned back. enough. We've warned you. <laughs> yeah. And here you go. So yeah. there's a scene where mm-hmm. Spider-Man is, is huddled like a little baby boy. Like a bitch. And he's around the Infinity Gauntlet. And then Captain Marvel shows up. And then she takes the camera. And she says... Marvel hates white men. You should feel bad for being one. 
and I'm going to kick you out of the theater. She and grabs then, Peter Parker by the balls, squeezes them yeah. tight until they're blue, says, you're a little spider bitch boy, aren't you? And he goes, yes, ma'am, <laughs> I am a spider little bitch boy. And then she throws him with the Infinity Gauntlet to safety. <laughs> and then all the lady superheroes show up, and they beat up all the men. Yeah. <laughs> and then they jerk <laughs> them off until nothing comes out. Yeah. <laughs> They can't because they're scared and they're not using my voice lotion. <laughs> and then it all the ushers, anyways, the, it is fast and then the ushers came into the theater and they kicked out all the white men in the theater because the movie During isn't the for movie. us. Yeah, and we exactly. didn't yeah. see how it ended. Yeah. And then who did they bring into the theater, Sam? Who did they? Who did they have replace all the white men? They had J.K. Rowling come into the theater <laughs> and say. All the male characters were gay or trans the whole time. Yeah. That was, that was the end. And I, and I, a round of I felt they were a little on the nose. I don't want Disney pushing their agenda on me and my children. <laughs> Sam, you're, you're so angry, Sam. <laughs> you're it's so, such a passive so aggression. so clearly angry. You know? <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, we're we're gonna assume people who are listening to this have probably already seen the film. Please know that was a kind joke. of ex- no, that was all entirely a joke. None of that actually happened in the movie. Although it would have yeah, been actual... a ten times better movie if it actually happened. <laughs> I, that would have been. I would have gone again already. By the way, should we should we talk me? about should we talk about how me and Samuel spent a fourth of our day yesterday watching the same movie? <laughs> we oh, so we saw this it. Movie... We saw it at eleven a.m. and then we got out of the okay. theater. And we were so overwhelmed. We were like, we need to see it again. Yeah. And then we look on the ticketing app. No, no, no. We got, we got all the way home first. We got yeah. all the way home. And we looked in the ticketing oh, app, God. and two seats next to each other had opened up. <laughs> so we bought those, and we saw it at, like, six. Yeah. You lucky bastard. No, we're the, we're the problem. We're, we are the problem with, with middle-class America. People flaunting our privilege. Yeah, we spent six hours watching the same movie. And <laughs> six I don't hours of it. our day. I don't regret it at all. Let me talk. So the first thing I did, um, I, I, this was the first time I've been able to see a movie uh, at a brew house. I know that you guys probably have stuff like that, like the Alamo, or yeah. places where you can kind of order food while you're watching the movie. But one thing I didn't take into account is that when you sit down for a three-hour film and you've already been drinking beer, you're standing up a lot during that movie to go piss. I had to get up like three times during the film. I don't think I missed anything big though. <laughs> yeah, if you go in that middle, if you go in that middle bit, you can miss some stuff. You you miss some yeah. Stuff. I, I stayed for the last hour. I think yeah, that's the important. But part. also. Yes. I can't imagine seeing this movie twice. Sam, this movie was three hours long. You're telling me you sat in a theater for six hours watching this, and the yeah. second time you knew what was going to happen. We two, had a two break separate between theaters. <laughs> <laughs> two separate theaters we saw this in. Alamo Draft House and AMC. God damn. <laughs> yep. One, one with Dolby, one with truffle fries, or no, loaded fries and the, and the Impossible Burger. <clears throat> You know what? I'm pretty sure in the dictionary next to the word decadence is what you've described. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Essentially. It's our, it's our schedule from yesterday planned out, which was Infinity War. Not Infinity War. It was. No, it was. It was Infinity War in the morning. And then we went and got. Did we get burgers? No, no we, we went, went to saw, Endgame. Then we went and saw Endgame. Then we got burgers. No, we went to Endgame, had a burger, 
went to another place, got more burgers. Jesus. And then the went The burgers home. can't be this important to the story. <laughs> it is because I'm saying goodbye to meat and I'm having a really hard time with it, Calvin. All right? I didn't need to know this much about your personal life. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> no, I'm okay. But we just, went we went and we had burgers again. Then we got home and then we found the extra tickets and then we what did we do in between that and in the movie? Can't remember. No, 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 no. We got the tickets and then we went to burgers. Then we went to burgers. We went straight from burgers to the movie. Yeah. You guys are obsessed with these burgers, man. Yeah. Both of you. In our defense, they were plant-based burgers. <laughs> they were plant-based burgers. At least 50% oh, that sounds of pretty them good. were plant-based. Were they like the Impossible Burger? Yeah. Or? yeah. Yes. Nice. The new Impossible Burger really tastes so good. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Not a sponsor, but definitely tastes really good. Yeah, Anyways, no. so this movie, uh, Avengers Endgame, happens after <laughs> Avengers uh, Infinity War. And essentially kind of tells the tale of now that the earth is fucked and everyone's every half the people have been killed. What's next? We go, we got it. We had infinity war and Thanos did the snap that that was heard across the entire universe. And 50% mm -hmm. of all living creatures were, were dissipated into dust. And now we get to see yeah. what are the, what are earth's mightiest heroes? The Avengers going to do now that 50% they're gonna of bitch the around is gone. Yeah. They're going to bitch around <laughs> for a while. They're gonna throw a yeah. hissy fit and go and and kill Thanos, and then yeah, Thor's and... Thor's gonna get fat, um, fat <laughs> oh, enough man. that it that it's funny, Thor's but not fat enough that I don't. Oh my god, he did that too. Yeah. Right? Oh man, <laughs> Tony Stark is gonna get stuck in space for what felt like about seven minutes, he's and then gonna he's come back with saved. space aids. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have he's gonna have a nice little Tom Hanks Philadelphia moment where he gets out of his wheelchair and has a nice long monologue about how everybody betrayed him and then collapses. Yeah, is is that what happened? <laughs> We're mentioning all of the like small like insignificant parts of this movie. This is all set. <laughs> we really are. It's like <laughs> there's a lot of setup in this film. The, though. the whole first um, act is set up and leading up to time travel. Yeah, then they do time travel. To varying degrees of success. <clears throat> yeah. So it, essentially, this movie kind of explains... It, it's so interesting. The only point, the absolute only point of Ant-Man and the Wasp, to me anyways, was to put Ant-Man in that fucking van. Yep. And oh, then yeah. the only point of Captain Marvel, again in my opinion, was to give her an excuse to have some experience with her powers, so they shoved her back 30 years and then made her go away for a and bit. Then, and so also to, to show us now. that she can take down spaceships in a single blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. Because otherwise, even watching this, I think I would have been completely fine if she had just come from the sky and been like, oh, hey, I heard shit's fucked here. You guys need help? Yeah, yeah. you could do and, some and, like, extra work, but... In general, you could have just pasted her into the movie without needing the first yeah. movie. Yeah. That first, and, and those two movies that kind of bridged Infinity War and this, I'm now realizing, are going to completely be forgotten to time. Oh, yeah, because oh, they're not yeah. that good. Yeah. <laughs> no, Captain Marvel is fine. Ant-Man the Wasp is slightly less fine. But so anyways, the first act happens, and then uh, Ant-Man gets shot out of the van. Uh, By he walks rat. over to Captain... <laughs> That's right. The rat gets the about Deus out of the S rat. Me, me and Samuel both chuckled both times we saw that part. We were both like, "Wow, what, a, what a coincidental rat!" Yeah, it's like yeah. that's what did it. Yeah, and as somebody from New York who has a very interesting relationship with rats, I, I, I feel that it didn't deserve that credit. How interesting is this relationship? 
You know, <laughs> it's spanned a while. I've had them <laughs> in my apartment. I've seen them in the subway. I've had them at work. Jesus Christ. No, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. Calvin, if you haven't been to New York, you, you have no idea how bad the rat problem no, is. No, I, I have been to New York. I, I visited there, and I remember I went there. I was I was I I went there with uh, my drama class. I was so excited. I was like, I can't wait to head to the Big Apple. Uh-huh. And then I, I, I went to New York, and it's a complete shit pile. Oh, Everything yeah. smells. Oh, it's the people the, suck. It's the, it's the most smelly. <laughs> It's the worst city on the planet Earth, and I hope to God that it's eviscerated in the next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 a pretty terrible city, but it's 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 trash island, but it's our trash island. <laughs> Very true. It is ours. No one else can have it. Um, I don't like it. It's like Florida. I I I don't like Florida, but I wouldn't give it to another country even if you paid me. Exactly. Hey, you can't make fun of Florida. It's ours. <laughs> Jesus, is that a Floridian accent? You think? <laughs> so, uh, most Floridians are from New York. Most people don't know. No, literally, that's where all the New York Jews go to retire. That's yep. where they all go. Oh, my God. So I was wrong. I've never been to Florida, so I guess I wouldn't know. There's so many. It's the phallus okay. of the country, but it's our <laughs> so misshapen phallus. So Ant-Man comes back after five years, and then he homeless walks over to uh, Captain America's house. Wait. <laughs> no, I mean the Avengers headquarters. First he sees his daughter's <laughs> he re- alive. He reunites with his new older daughter. Yeah. And also, they, yeah. they never they never explain what happened to to ex wife and stepdaddy. They're uh, just gone. Scheduling Fucking conflicts. Who? <laughs> who are you even talking? Yeah, I definitely don't remember that movie. Bo- Bobby Conner, Bobby Cannavale, and and uh, uh, Judy Greer. Judy Greer, the the parent, the the mother and stepfather of of uh, of his Cassie. daughter of Cassie Cassie Lang. Yeah, okay, whatever. As far as I know, that's her dad. I don't need to. <laughs> Yeah. I don't need to get into all of that. But anyways, after he meets his daughter, he gets back. Uh, Captain America foolishly asks if he's seeing a video from the past. Are you a dumbass? Of course <laughs> you aren't. That's clearly the camera from the front. Um, yeah. And then and then Ant-Man comes in and he says, I got time travel. And Cap says, neat, let's get Tony in on this. And, and the story starts and they learn time travel. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of great moments in there, though. Like, Tony yeah. and his daughter is gold. Oh, beautiful. And the moment Absolutely. of Scott reun- reuniting with Cassie is super emotional. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I at first it was it was kind of one of those scenes where I'm I saw her and I kind of realized it before the characters did. I think that's sort of intentional. But just mm. seeing them kind of act out them rediscovering each other, I thought was really great. Yeah, no, it was that that actress that they booked for that. I don't know her name, but she's she's gonna work. <clears throat> She's going to get good work because this is like the first thing I've ever seen her in. And she provided an, a realistic emotional experience with tears. She, she's going to get work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there should be a word for what it's what it's like to be an unknown person. And then all of a sudden being an arm in a Marvel film. It's called that just shoot. getting Sam, the guy from Avatar. <laughs> Sam yeah. Worthington. Oh, Sully. <laughs> Sam Worthington. <laughs> he showed up in Avatar. And he just stuck around. Yeah, he's he still though? in my house, actually. <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> he's eating yeah. all my snacks. He's actually behind me while I'm recording the podcast, so if you guys could change the topic, I don't want him to know that we're talking about him. <laughs> no, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him how Zoe Saldana is doing. Now that he's her just shaking his back. head. He, he heard you, he's just shaking his head. I don't know what that oh, means. Oh, he's getting a boomerang out because he's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Didgeridoo. Wallaby. Oh, Have you ever heard of the uh, Didgeridoo DJ? No. Wow. Okay, I, 
I made that up, so now that I know that's not a thing, I'm going to go ahead and patent that. <laughs> Sounds like it could be an awesome thing, though. Sounds like something it's, that it's could about come to, be. to Culture Vacuum Plus. <laughs> oh, absolutely. In fact, another addition to Culture Vacuum Plus, we are buying... And let me just check the emails real quick to make sure it went through. Okay, we have bought Australia um, <laughs> as a country. One Australia, yeah, we, we own Australia now. I'll take, I'll yeah, take one so, Australia. Uh, that's... We went to the continent we're turn it country into... store, and we said, we'll have your most complicated combination. And they said, here you go. Here's one that can't make up its mind. We got, our, we, we got Australia. We got their citizens, whom they called prisoners, but we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to address that. We'll change that. And we're definitely going to turn it into just the biggest water park you've ever seen. It'll be very expensive. Uh, the Culture Vacuum Plus is going to, the, the actual subscription is going to increase. From uh, $5,000 every two weeks to, I believe, 7500 every one week. So people are going to have to kind of hold out for that. Yeah, it really is in the long run kind of a small increase. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it's worth it. What other stuff in the first act did you like a lot? I, I like Professor Hulk a lot. Oh, yeah, seeing, seeing oh. nice old Professor, Professor Hulk, who's also kind of like a fuckboy now, is just like, He's sitting there eating. He's like not even. He's just like, hey man, you know, hey, you know, bada bing, bada boom. I I spent some time in the gamma lab, and now here I am. I'm the best of both worlds. Now, hey, you want a picture? <laughs> that was that was it exactly. And yeah. I'm really happy you mentioned that because I I think the Russos kind of did that on purpose. Where he is when he initially shows up. I think you're kind of as, as an audience member, you're like, oh, this is kind of exciting. Look, they finally made you know they made amends, and then you realize he's an asshole. Yeah, like, he, he's just. I don't. I would not want to hang out with this guy in the way he is right now. Yeah, no, he he's gotten like, like he's gotten the confidence of Hulk, but like, but he's got like the toxic intelligence of Banner, and combining both of those together has just made one giant fuckboy Hulk. Yeah, I think anyone who says about themselves that they're a mixture of brain and bronze is immediately someone I don't need in my life. <laughs> and he's literally the physical representation of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it so annoying is that like he's got the bulk and the brains to back it up, too. Yeah, and he made... No, no, that was Tony Stark. Tony Stark made time travel. He just kind of... Set it up. Hung out. <laughs> yeah. he, made, he made an anti-aging machine. That's what he made. Mm. holy shit they didn't even touch that the second that ant-man came back as like a slightly younger person i was like the extent that this could go yeah the the the, the medical advances can you imagine <laughs> we live in a world wow where we are immortal we live in a society <laughs> uh, but of course i mean this and and this kind of gets into them just having such a marvel like i guess funness about everything you don't think about anything too clearly like you know ant-man shat out of a van by time who cares they're able to yeah. make people young and then old who cares you're kind of yeah. just able to brush these off because of the universe that they've curated for this long where you're just able to enjoy everything you see yeah. and that's i mean the one thing that probably shouldn't be overlooked by what has been done here is just the crazy this project should have never worked. Yeah. Something like this no. doesn't make any sense in the long run. So I have to applaud Imagine them for just Imagine if Zack Snyder story. wrote and directed this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not that hard. This, this movie does look like the finished product of what Justice League was going to be. No, <laughs> what they wanted. It's insane. Like, like, movies like Justice League and, like, X-Men, uh, freaking Days of Future Past, like, they, they couldn't handle, like, eight-plus superhero characters. This movie handled yeah. like 
what like over 20 probably 64 speaking roles 64 speaking wow roles. like what the fuck jesus between both movies yeah and I, de- I never really got the extent of it until there's this point in the film where uh i mean we're in spoiler mode the people are brought back. I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, people yeah. were brought back. There's a, there's and a there's new a Spider-Man one... movie and a new Black Panther movie. Of course, they got brought back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there's this one point where a portal opens and then Black Panther. Wait, and wait, Shuri wait. Kinda walk. We need to talk about the second act before we get there. Oh yeah, I know. Enough, I want to talk about it too. It's uh, it's so, <laughs> so good. That, but we need to talk third, about the second act. Hour. That third hour, yeah. so beautiful. Because like, I think this movie's so good the way it ends. But it could have been 30 minutes shorter. Oh, man. The second act. Absolutely. The second act just trudges along like that like yeah, that so, robot in Pacific Rim. When he's yeah. got, the, he's got the, the, the bomb attached to his back and he's just like dragging his foot. You know, like, oh, my God. This is taking so long. Just get to the fucking just point. Just get into the, the center of the ocean, which like, is a portal to another dimension where <laughs> aliens are coming through that we need to build Jaegers for to defeat them because Idris Elba said we need to cancel the apocalypse. Exactly. It's, it felt yeah. exactly like that. The apocalypse got canceled <laughs> because of old tweets. <laughs> the apocalypse got me too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so the the second act kind of culminates with this heist like time heist they call it which i think is a really cute title where essentially it's just a love uh letter to all the previous uh, a lot of the previous moments and thor too yeah i love how they were like who who do we want to honor here the greats we have the avengers the thing that really started it all and and what other movie do we want to honor and put on the guardian or the dark world yeah the one thing that i'm really mad about I, I cannot believe they didn't they didn't do this and I thought they would. They didn't bring back uh Christopher Chris Hemsworth's bleach blonde hair. Mm. It's not in this one. So yeah. that was a little sad. Pity. They just gave him white no, people dreads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys clearly don't care that his bleach blonde hair was back. We'll move on. They bleached <laughs> his eyebrows for the first Thor. Oh, he did. Gosh. And the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, so like Yeah. There's a lot in the second act I like. And a lot that they need. Like, mm-hmm. Black Widow and the Hawkeye oh, yeah. fight to suicide scene. So good. Yeah, incredible. Absolutely. A great way to, to end off that relationship and that union. Because they started together, they end together. Like, it's perfect. Also, the, um, yeah. the, the scenes with... Um, cut, I mean, the, the New York scenes were fine. I liked seeing the little, the little heist moments of getting the briefcase and yada, 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 and all that stuff. The nice moment with Captain America in the elevator. But the, the fan service of, of Cap fighting himself was just completely, I, I don't want to say unnecessary, but it could, it could have been left out. <clears throat> that wasn't the biggest thing. I think the whole point of that was they were able to get in that joke of, I can do this all day, and then the actual cap says shut the fuck up or whatever he says well and also, also that is america's ass yeah they wanted to pay that joke off yeah which, which i could have like. they could have done that with with he gets out of the elevator and he's walking and then he sees himself <clears throat> and he hides behind a corner and he just walks right by and he goes and then he says mm, that is america's ass same impact yeah yeah, yeah. without a big long fight scene yeah like with a movie yeah, like and- this Everything you need to do has to pay off in the narrative. 
You can't waste time. And that's, I mean, when we talk about how this movie came out to like three hours, it's small things like that that probably could have shaved this down to a nice two and a half. Yeah, the Russos wanted to keep the cat be cat fight, and they're like, ah, we'll put it in there. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also wanted to have that uh that Agent Carter moment in the in the office where he he takes like thirty seconds to stare at her, like a creep. Yeah, <laughs> and the the window wasn't like the blinds were kind of drawn, but not really. No, and if, at some <laughs> point we're shown the angle from her perspective, <laughs> and I'm realizing if you're in the peripheral of this person, they see you. No, realistically, <laughs> if I was if I was in her position, I would have had a oh Jesus, what the fuck moment where I see yeah, somebody he was staring like standing... at me through the window. <laughs> he was right there. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, that could have been yeah. shortened down. He could have stood. He could have closed the door, realized whose name was on the door, <clears throat> looked over, seen mm-hmm. the picture, and then been like, ah, "We gotta go." Or like, or like Iron Man could have came on the com and been like, "Cap, you ready? Time's up," you know, or something like that. Like we didn't need to get the whole staring at her thing. I really like Tony and his dad. Oh yeah. Yes. I think that paid yes. off. It gave him final closure with his father. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just before, you know, dong. An ultimately messy relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not shown a lot of it really up until the later films. Like, I feel like we learn more about his relationship with his dad in Iron Man 2 and a bit in, uh, not, it wasn't an Iron Man film. Civil War. Oh, yeah. Winter Soldier. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it Civil took, War, you're it right. Took both, it took both of those characters who, for their entire lives, had seen each other on opposite planes and help them realize that no they're they're pretty much on the same plane and they are they are more similar than they think they are and that's a good thing you know and it also said like yeah tony had resentments about not becoming like his dad or he felt his dad was disappointed in him for not becoming like him but then his dad mm-hmm. says i don't want my son to be like me but also realizes at the same time that his father's somebody that he should try to strive to be but and that he successfully yeah. strives to be like all the time when you're growing up as a person and you're talking to your parents, you're you're speaking to them from the perspective of them knowing that you're their child. Mm-hmm. And so there's a certain relationship that's had there. But when he's able to enter a situation sort of as an outsider, like I think he called him I don't remember what he called himself. He gave himself a fake name. Howard. But Howard, then his dad uh, Howard, yeah. Uh, oh. Um um what was it? Potts. Potts. Howard Potts, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of I liked that a lot. Um, but then he's able to kind of just exist as the stranger to Howard, and they're able to kind of like like you're saying talk on more or less equal footing. Yeah, yeah, not I so also, much like tainted. I like the the yeah. interesting dynamic too of having um, Stark be or having Tony be older than his father is at the time that they're meeting. You know, because it's almost like he's he he's, he was talking to his father at a at a point in his life where he was in the same place where where Tony was like maybe like you know 5 years ago or around the same time as like you know this whole thing was getting started you know so it's, it it gave a nice little interesting dynamic of like oh at this point like Tony is a more fully formed like uh functioning adult than his father is and that was nice and speaking of age they've really at this point nailed that technology i couldn't tell in a single person's face that i was looking at someone who had been kind of aged up or down yeah, there was one and it was hank pym <laughs> but that was they, that one was obvious they, <laughs> they really aged him down <laughs> they aged him down a lot yeah they turned him it's it's like the difference between shazam and billy batson with right. the hank pym age transition 
Oh, man. So let's talk about yeah. the thing I really didn't like. Other than, like, generally the second act felt really heavy. Yep. I was really disappointed <laughs> that Thor never bulked up again. <sighs> it was just distracting. How would that have even movie? worked, Sam? I don't know. <laughs> but I know why they did it. Because full strength Thor with Stormbreaker one shot at Thanos. Thanos didn't even stand a chance. All five stones. So you can't have a full strength Thor in that final battle. Because then it just, it's done. Is, do you think that's why they made Thor fat? Yeah, because they had to weaken him. And they told him he's literally not strong enough for the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, yeah, they did have that talk early. I don't know. Yeah, if they, I could see I, that. I, I just feel like they could have, I don't know. It was just, it was distracting. Like, for, for the whole movie, I was just like, like, every time he came on the screen, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, he's so fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there were laughs in the theater and all oh, that. But that's man. also kind of... I mean, at this point, that's Marvel, though. This of this course. was the most Marvel movie I've ever seen. So in our theater, Thor, he gets Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, and he armors up. And he still has a gut. <laughs> and in our theater, <laughs> in that super serious moment where they're walking up to face Thanos, all three of them, people were laughing because they could see Thor's gut. Sam, I just have to believe it's it's a comic books thing, man. These were supposed to be fun. <laughs> You know? yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, we can't be taking these too seriously. I know, but I still... It is a man wielding a hammer that can cast lightning around, so... <laughs> it's all a bit ridiculous. He's got a, he's got a good point. I, I just... Uh, for, for me, it was distracting and, and unnecessary, and they could have figured it out and fixed it, I feel like. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how they would have done that. I'm no, I'm no expert. I just wish that he would have bulked up at some point. But let's talk about the finale. Yeah, so, so, yeah, they so all, we're into they, the third act now. They get all the all six Infinity Stones from the past. Five. All five. Jesus. They, Wait. No, no, no. How many six. are there? There's six. There's six. six. Oh, they're, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Don't you make me question my comic book knowledge, Calvin? Three. There's um, three Infinity Stones. There's only three. They gather all two Infinity Stones, and they, <laughs> uh, they come back to the present. And uh, oh, 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 we forgot. We forgot the the bit with uh, um, with uh, Nebula, and how how we run into to past Thanos. Yeah. So in the second act, and I really like that they establish basically, it's like Dragon Ball rules by going back in time in order to prevent paradoxes. Time fractures into multiple realities. Yeah, we 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 learned that from a nice little discussion with uh with Hulk and uh um, and. The Ancient One during the Battle of yeah, New York. Yeah, complete with a PowerPoint presentation, too. Yeah, yeah she gives them a nice, <laughs> a nice little magic PowerPoint presentation um, and explains sort of how time works in this, in this Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is essentially if you take a time stone out of a universe, it If you causes, change anything, really. if you If you make any change to the universe that is significant, such as taking a, taking a stone out or, or causing some sort of significant change to happen... A, a break off uh, timeline will happen, and you know while you know the the stones are being used to fix the timeline in the future, if they're not returned, it can ha- it can have you know long term consequences for the other timeline. Um, moving on back to the to the Nebula thing though is so so while um, while Nebula and uh, War Machine are waiting for Quill to get the Power Stone, uh, we find out that. At that Thanos, same time, Th- Thanos figures out that they're there, that they're yes. trying to undo what happened, and 
he gets his nebula to attack to to take nebula's place and travel mm-hmm. back to time to get him through so a thanos shows up it's not necessarily our thanos it's a thanos from a fractured reality yes who is so i i think at the end of the day it doesn't really matter yeah. though <laughs> like in the narrative it's like it's a thanos from a fractured reality who's come to conquer ours yeah so that's how we set up the finale they uh, so they get the gauntlet thanks to black widow's sacrifice mm-hmm. they unsnap everyone but they don't quite know if it worked or not Taka gets a call from his wife though and then thanos shows up and, and we blows see them some, up. we see some birds outside too and that yeah. way that way yeah. ant-man knows from the birds that everything worked out <laughs> yeah what was that <laughs> See what 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 you, kept... what you didn't know, Calvin, was before the snap. Everybody knew there were three birds out in the courtyard, and when the snap are you happened, an asshole? There was only one bird. <laughs> Mike, are you an actual jackass? Uh, sometimes, <laughs> occasionally, you know, I'm I'm a jackass, is... but ironically, you know, <laughs> when this happened in the theater, I I kept kind of. It was one of those things where I wasn't sure if maybe I should turn to the person next to me and maybe see if they understood what exactly <laughs> they were seeing. Because Paul Rudd was staring at those birds like it was it was like a, a dove in a coal mine or something. Yeah. But who cares? I mean, what were the birds fly in? <laughs> they come from other places. I don't know. I could talk for hours. <laughs> yeah. So Thanos attacks them, blows them up, yep. and it sets off what might be be the greatest action sequence ever like cg definitely the longest like the mission impossible (laughs) mad max practically executed action sequences you always admire those but for the sheer spectacle and narrative Mm -hmm. payoff i said this to michael walking out in one frame they paid off 10 years of storytelling it was it was it was the biggest most epic large scale battle like cg battle scene that i i think i've ever seen in my life and the lead up to that was also awesome oh yeah the 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 one the like three on one battle of the big three thor iron man captain america fighting thanos was incredible we got an amazing moment where where captain america finally picks up mjolnir yes mjolnir and just kicks the shit out of Thanos with Mjolnir and the shield, just throwing both of them back at, like, one after the other at him. Ah, oh, it's incredible. It's not like, he, he doesn't pick it up, look at it, like, feel its weight, kind of swing it around, test it. No, he he calls that shit from, like, oh, yeah. a mile away. No, it's great. The way, the <laughs> like, way that they film it, it is, is phenomenal, because you have, so... so you have this this moment, so that they sort of break it up by each of them getting like their own little crack at Thanos, right? So you get it starts off by I think mm-hmm. like Iron Man gets charged by by Thor with the lightning and he shoots at him, and then they they have a little fight him and Iron Man, and then Iron Man gets like thrown over and he gets knocked out, and Friday's like wake up, sir, and then there's like a moment with with Thor where he's fighting him, and like Thor gets in a really compromising position. It's it was a really interesting callback too to. Um, how, yeah, the, so he, he has, a um, Thanos grabs Stormbreaker and starts to push Stormbreaker into Thor's chest, which, um, if you saw Infinity War, you'll know that's how, um, Thor tries to, or attempts to kill Thanos at the end of Infinity War. Um, so you have this, like, really compromising moment where Thor is, like, about, you know, to be axed in the chest, and then we see, a, like, a close-up shot of Mjolnir on the ground, 
and then it just starts to lift, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, Mjolnir zooms by Thanos' head, and then stops in its track, comes back, hits Thanos, and then gets caught by Captain America, and then the entire theater comes its pants and goes wild. That was fantastic. That was, was a payoff amazing. from Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That was a, that was a payoff yeah. to anybody who who just like has been waiting for that moment because it happens in the comics. You know, C- Captain America wields Mjolnir. I think a few times in the comics. I think it's like three different times that he wields it. Um, and so mm-hmm. like everybody who is familiar with the lore of the comics knows that like one of the few people who can who is worthy to wield Mjolnir is Captain America. So we've all just been waiting. And then finally, it happens. And Thor just says what everyone's thinking by saying, "I knew it." <laughs> <laughs> and then Cap and Thanos have this amazing one-on-one fight. Oh man! Yeah, Thanos and basically then... beats his ass. Even though Cap puts up a good fight, Cap gets mm-hmm. his shield gets split in two. Whew. He's on the ground, and then Thanos starts his monologue. He's like, "I'm gonna." Fucking destroy this planet! Oh yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, all of all of this entire. He does not plan, say like, that. He's like nothing. I mean, if, if essentially, he's like my entire mission. Nothing's ever been personal. It's all been for the betterment of the universe, and it's all been practical. But this, when I destroy your little planet and I rebuild it with, with the infinity stones that you've given me, I'm gonna enjoy mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking goat see this planet. <laughs> oh man. And this was that, Thanos' a entire anime? army beams down, walking forward. And there's it's in Captain America. Oh, man. I'm getting chills. He just he gets stands the fuck up, up, man, and he's fucking ready to face Thanos' entire army. He fucking he yeah. just he tightens the leather straps on his shield. He grits and he just stands there. He's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take every shot. single one of you. There's this wide shot. Thanos' entire army, just Captain America. I don't think I've seen a more true character moment in oh, any movie. Oh, man. It was perfect. I don't think I've seen so many straight males in an audience have to hide their boners at once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hide mine. I unzipped my pants and let it out for everybody to see. And the great thing about this movie is you forget, oh, right, they have superheroes that were snapped and have now are alive. I, yeah, you do forget You're that. ready to watch <laughs> Captain America die and put up the greatest fight of his life. And then you just hear Sam fucking Wilson. Cap, Cap, can you hear me? Cap, Cap, it's, <laughs> it's Sam uh, on your left. And then, a, the, and then the circles come. It's a fantastic come. impression. Uh, for, for me, it was the moment when uh, Black Panther and Shuri come through the portal. Yeah. And then that's one thing. But then, like, what appear to be, like, tens of portals just open up around them sporadically. And I'm like, Is there, were there this many people? You just realized they had, a, they had a Spy Kids 3 moment of a, hey, call everyone. <laughs> like, they had, a, they had a moment where every single person. Did you dude, say they, they had didn't... a Spy Kids 3 moment? That happened yeah. in Spy Kids you remember, 3. You remember Spy Kids 3 when they're fighting the Toy Master at the very end? And Juni Cortez leans Hell down no. to his watch and he goes, call everyone. <laughs> And then everybody shows up, including the Dinkster. <laughs> I gotta get myself. I know too, Spy I know Kids too much 3. about that the Spy Kids rad. movie. You gotta watch Spy well, Kids. Well, we're reviewing 3. it next week, so <laughs> perfect. We're gonna it'll have to be, push back Game of Thrones to review version. the Spy Kids series. Yeah. Oh man! It's like everyone comes through. It's the magicians. It's the. Mm-hmm. It's everyone who was on Titan. Oh, and and also 
all the the Ravagers too. They never got like a specific shot, but upon the second sh- the second viewing that me and Samuel had, I realized like in the back that the Ravagers were part of the group of people who came through. When I say they paid it off in one frame, it's the sweeping. It's that sweeping shot that just shows giant Ant Ant Man and the armies coming through the portals, ready to face off Thanos. Oh. And then Captain America says it. Avengers. Long pause. Assemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I definitely went to the bathroom during that. No! <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, Calvin. I was there. <laughs> I missed the best part of it. I, like, walk into the theater. Did I miss something? <laughs> like, I can't understate how well... Ex- when you say this movie shouldn't have worked, that frame is exact... Mm. That whole sequence is it. Any other franchise that was handled poorly, like the Dark Universe, wasn't gonna pull this shit off. No way. Absolutely not. You needed. I said. I said. They paid off ten years of storytelling in this one frame and this incredible battle sequence. I'm gonna see. It. I'm gonna see this again. <laughs> I'm gonna see this within the next week <laughs> again. I'm sorry. I was like, I was talking. We were me and Sammy were talking earlier, and we we're like, I think the, we saw it twice in the same day. Like, I think that's gonna hold us off for a little bit. And now we're talking about it again. And I've just, I'm gonna get back to New York, and I'm gonna go to the Dolby Theater, and I'm gonna see it again. It's just gonna happen. End of this felt like a kid playing with his toys in the best way possible. Oh yeah. It was that moment of mm-hmm. taking the toy box and just dumping every single action figure you have out on the floor and setting them up into a nice little formation then just being like, now fight! And just smashing them together and shit. And what's funny is the Russos had practice with this before. Um, after, when they were doing Civil War. Yeah, when I they were like 12 sort of years old playing with their been. toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely in comparison. This was... This series has been, and from 2008, I remember, I remember watching it. I watched Iron Man a little bit later than everyone else. I think I saw it in 2010. And after seeing that and then kind of hanging, you know, being with these characters over the past 10, coming up to 11 years now, it is insane that this sort of thing could have been built. The closest thing I can think of in recent history is probably Harry Potter. But the last time that you that someone was able to build not only a universe, because it's one thing to build a universe that's interconnected. As difficult as that might be writing-wise, that's something that a lot of companies can probably produce. But having so many people back this for years upon years on end, watching every single entry as new characters are added and other characters leave, and sometimes actors are switched out, and then having it actually culminate to something, and seeing like just the, the interest and, and the money just increase consistently, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely hats off to them. So the ending ending... When Captain Marvel shows up, and let's talk about the shot, actually. I liked it a lot. She shows up, she takes Peter, and then all the female superheroes show up, and they help get her through, and she almost makes it. Because this sets up the thing in the finale. Oh man, that moment too, that that, that moment too where she's like, she, she, she hits Thanos, and she like, Thanos has like put on the glove. And and he like goes to like hit her, and she like grabs his hand in the same way that Captain America did in Infinity War, where you're like, holy shit, he's holding back well, Thanos. But he, she's doing it, and then he heads headbutts her, and she doesn't move a fucking inch. She just stands there yeah. and takes it, like yeah. boom, she's fine. 
It was incredible. It sets up the finale of a bunch of stuff. Almost ha- they almost beat him like five times in two minutes, and it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. I think people who are complaining about that the shot of all the lady superheroes. What the fuck are you doing? But like, but like, actually, what the fuck are you doing? So like, do you any <laughs> any combination of characters would have made sense? Yes. If Falcon, Ant Man, uh, Rhodey, Winter Soldier, uh, and Thor showed up to get it, that would have made just as much sense. Yeah. As all, and no one would have said, "Why is it all men?" Yeah. If it was a combination <laughs> of men and women, it would have made sense. So why does it not make sense when it's all women? Well, it also, it does make sense if it's all women because there's a thing that exists called A-Force, which is literally all the female members of the Avengers working together. And this just proved that we deserve an A-Force movie. (laughs) Yeah. And even taking that out, all of those characters have proven themselves effective fighters. <clears throat> it makes total sense to help to assemble them to be the team that gets the gauntlet through. And Sam, unlike it being a scene that would have been easily forgotten, like if it had been four and a handful of other guys and then maybe Black Widow, I don't think anyone will really would have focused on it. But when I was talking to my girlfriend last night, she also got to see the movie um, on her own. She said during that scene where she's you're slowly seeing all these female characters come in, she actually had a reaction in the theater to that. Yeah. That's yeah, something that can hopefully inspire people. Yeah, take the emotion yeah. out of it. Narratively, it makes sense. Put the emotion into it. It's even that's better. why they did it. When you have that line, you have better, that yeah. line too of you know she's got help. Like that's a fucking that's amazing. Like because you know that I was mean, a good line. We've had years and years and years of action movies, and specifically like you know. Um, I guess like nerd demographic movies where you have the one female character and she's and she's strong and she's powerful, but she's the only fucking one. And anytime she needs yeah. help, the only other people who can help her out are the other characters and they're always male. This is the one scenario that we've had where she's got female backup to like the twelfth extent. Like it's, yeah. like there's there's yeah. I think how many it was like it was like eight or like eight or ten. Like, eight or ten different female characters all standing together in unison, ready to beat the shit out of anybody who tries to fuck any of them up. And it's amazing. And it's not like these characters aren't powerful. Like, it's not like they're all Black Widow-level strength. No, No. they're all... You had Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts has never been in a fight in her entire fucking life. You have Pepper (laughs) in an Iron Man suit. Okoye, who's a fucking badass. Mantis, Mm -hmm. who admittedly didn't do much, but... And then you have (laughs) Scarlet Witch... And Captain Marvel, Shuri, and Shuri. You have yeah. all these women Nebula, who have Nebula proven themselves. Nebula and Gamora too. Yeah. So you have all these women who have proven themselves in all their own movies. I think I think both Nebulas were there too. No, no, no. One, one was dead. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The other one got shot. I was like, I was like, fuck. Man, you have all these characters like who, regardless of gender, have proven themselves effective. Why? Why is it an agenda? To put them all in the same shot, but it's not an agenda if it was all men. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Fuck anyway, you. this was this was so emotionally impactful. This is this has yeah. been our message to all the to all the the cuck but, incels out there who are getting offended by this movie. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. you. Anyway, Captain Marvel, she breaks through. He almost gets to the van. Thanos spears it, yep. and then he gets the gauntlet. 
and he about to snap, and Captain Marvel grabs him. And they have this awesome fight, which, like, do you remember in our Captain Marvel conversation, Calvin, when I said I didn't see anything that showed me she was stronger than Thor? Yeah. This showed me she was stronger yeah. than Thor. Oh, yeah. Because the, the reason she loses to Thanos isn't because of strength. It's because he's a better tactician. He's super strong, and when he mm-hmm. knows he's beat, he has to get the upper hand. The only reason she loses is because she doesn't see him taking the power stone out and giving her a full power stone punch. I like, And I really like that that's how it actually happened, because yeah. that did show off just how smart he was. If you're mm-hmm. in that high-pressure situation, yeah. I know I definitely wouldn't even consider that, but he was like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. All right, here we go. Like, she's got, <laughs> in terms of like combat terms, she's got firm grip. Her legs are planted perfectly. He tries to headbutt her. Oh, God. And it does nothing. It's just, a, it's, a, it's like a thunk, and she's like totally fine. It's the best. She literally doesn't move <laughs> an inch, and it's amazing. <laughs> it was like when Henry Cavill got punched by Batman wearing that metal glove in that one movie. What was that movie called? That oh, movie where man. they fought? Martha uh, v. Superman. That was, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Aquaman's yeah, Martha, not Martha, here. Martha. She takes the Power Stone, and he Power Stone punches her. That, like, shows me Captain Marvel's power right there. It's yep. like, she's the strongest character, but it's literally the power stone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's That's got- the only thing he can do. Yeah. Yes. And then... Oh, Tony man. looks like Doctor and Strange. And this is this is where things get sad. This is where things get really fucking sad and really intense. Freaking Iron Man <laughs> looks over to, to Doctor Strange. And earlier, there's this little, like, dialogue between them two where he's like, where he's like, Doc... He's like, you said after, uh, out of 17 uh, million possibilities, one we win. <laughs> out of 17 possibilities. Out of, out, <laughs> out of 17 total possibilities. You said, <laughs> you said there's only one where we win. You got to tell me that this is it. And he's like, if I tell you, it won't happen. And you're like, ah, it seems kind of cheap, but all right, I get it. And then they Sounds move like on. Sounds like you just don't want to tell me. And then we have this moment where Iron Man's like down. He's like, he like wakes up after being like knocked down. And he, and he's like and he's he looks over at Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange just holds up one finger and he's like, All right, oh. I know what I have to do. Iron Man goes over to Thanos, he grabs him by the hand, and they're they're struggling with the with the with the gauntlet and everything, and then and then Thanos pulls away from Iron Man, he like knocks him down, he pulls away from Iron Man and he goes to snap and nothing happens. Ah. Uh. And because uh, Iron oh, Man, well, no, wait, I messed stones. it up. I messed it up. He says, he says, I am no, inevitable. Didn't. I said, he says, I am inevitable. He snaps his oh, fingers he did. and yeah. nothing happens. And then Tony uh, assembles the stones on his armor. He, he, he took says, them out of the glove. He says, I am Iron Man. Snap. snap. And then, oh my God. The, that was great. Oh. And then that was Thanos' great. entire army disappears, Thanos included. Yeah, Thanos has a nice little Gustavo Fring moment where he, he sits down. He's, he, like, disappears after everybody else. He, like, looks around, sees everybody dying. He, like, sits down, sort of contemplates life and his, like, personal decisions, and then, phew, bye-bye. You know what? That's one of the things I like about Thanos is just how much of a thinking man he actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, that yeah. was proven at another point, too, where, uh, I mean, we're looking at at Nebula's sort of shared consciousness and, like, data file on, on Thanos' ship, and, and he sees his future self being decapitated by Thor. And he said, he said like, before that happens, he, he says a line about destiny or whatever, and then that happens, and he goes, mm-hmm. that 
is destiny fulfilled. Like he doesn't even flinch at the idea that like he's going to die after this. He's like, no, I fulfilled my yeah. purpose. I did my thing. And that's just destiny coming to a conclusion. So yeah, he doesn't no. plan to live past doing what he needs to do. Yeah, no, he he's a care. very, he's a very tactile thinker. Yeah. Like he very much looks at everything from a, from a, from a, uh, um, a, uh, uh, what's the word? Like a, from a neurological perspective, you know, um, where he really, he thinks about every move that he's going to make. Yeah, yeah, he's basically a doctor, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I've, I've, I've listened and read a lot of things about, you know, um, Infinity War and everything and Thanos. And, and I, the thing about, like, him and Tony Stark have such a their, – their dynamic and the similarities between the two are very, very, very interesting to look at and to analyze. Um, you know, and they're 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 both very very much closer to each other than they would like to think. I th- I would say, and I think that that's that's yeah. part of it. You know, is they're both very much intellectual beings who really carefully plan out every every move and every decision they make. Yeah, we kind of uh, we kind of skipped over it, but in the first uh, in the first act, there's this portion of time where Tony Stark realizes he can time travel, and there's a moment where he kind of. You realize he's contemplating, do I actually want to do anything with this information? Like, is it best for me to just get rid of this information? I'm probably the only person on Earth who's smart enough to figure it out. I can just destroy it now and not have to deal with it. Or do I bring this back? I, I could walk away. I could throw it all under the... It's, I think the, the dialogue is, I could walk... He's, uh, he's, like, um, he's like, I can't help everybody. And Pepper Potts is like, well, it kind of seems like you kind of can. And he's like... He's like, not if I stop, not if I throw it all away right now. I could, I could throw it all into, I could put it all in a box, throw it to the bottom of a river, and go to sleep. And he's, and she's like, but would you be able to rest? I love Pepper in this, especially yeah. when Tony. Yeah. So, so, so we'll we'll continue. So, so Tony snaps his fingers, and of course, like we learn earlier, you know, using the stones causes great, great physical strain on whoever uses it, and using all the stones at once pretty much yeah. fries your body. Or fries the right side of your body. So, like, Hulk's the one who uses it. Um, he gets crippled. The, he's the one who brings everybody back with the initial snap, and his right arm gets crippled. Um, and Thanos, we see it earlier in the movie with Thanos, his, like, whole left side of his body is charred because he uses him. Um, and so now Tony has done the snap, yeah. and... He's he, dying. He's dying. And they... The three most important characters show... It's his best friend, his adopted son... Or a surrogate son, and mm-hmm. Pepper. Rhodey says nothing and it's perfect. Spider Man is just in pieces, <sighs> and then it's so gorgeous. Pepper shows up and she's there for him. She's not like she's, the wife mm-hmm. who's like she's not balling. She's just like we're gonna be okay. She's just the most supportive. I'm tearing up right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's like we're gonna be Pepper okay. Pepper was fantastic, and I think this is her best performance. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also like the best use of her character. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of the previous films, she's typically she's they've wanted her to be an intellectual sort of not like Tony, but like a smart person. But they've never wanted her to kind of break the mold of also being the love interest. I feel like mm-hmm. until this movie, I th- when she all of a sudden became like her own. They character. got her back to Iron Man one levels. Yeah, yeah, and she. I yeah. mean, she really in that in that moment, she it, it was really interesting because it was almost a flipping of sorts. I mean, this entire time, you know, their relationship has been oh, Iron Man, like, I need to protect the world, I need to protect you, like, I need to... And in this movie earlier, I need to protect what I have and what we've built together. And, you know, in that, that in, in other words, is, you know, I need to make sure that everything is going to be okay, I need to make sure you're going to be okay, and then you have this flipping of, of 
of scenarios where, you know, she's the one who at the end has to tell him, look, everything that you've done, like that you've built up to this moment, we're going to be fine. Like you did it. You mm-hmm. like because of you, we're going to I'm getting chills. I'm about to tear up. Like because yeah. of you, like we're everything is going to be OK. Like you, you finally what you, your goal and your your purpose that you give that you gave yourself has come to fruition. It was his it was his own destiny being fulfilled. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then she says, you can rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that was really oh, nice. Just, it was so perfect. They do mm-hmm. the funeral of Tony Stark. Oh, God. That, they put w- the original like a arc reactor baby. on the wreath. I was, yeah. oh, my God. Me and Proof Sam, that me Tony and Stark Samuel. has a heart. Dude, I, I had to stop myself from audibly bawling. Oh, in yeah. Here. Both. both I, was, I was, too. I, like, didn't want to look over at you because I knew if we made eye contact, it, there's no way we could have held it back. But I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm just watching, and I'm just, like, biting my knuckles. I'm just like, don't cry like a baby, don't cry like a baby. Meanwhile, like, tears are streaming down my face. Oh, man. And they show everyone who's, like, he's had an impact on, including the kids from Iron Man 3. Yeah, which, which every, everyone's, yeah. Like, everyone's like, who is that kid? Who is that kid? <laughs> It was during the theater. I remember because they're kind of doing the zoom in between all the groups. Who like, oh, there's Black Panther's gang. Yeah. Okay. And then here's Thor or whoever. And then here, w- wait, who is that? <laughs> is that yeah. just is that you just a boy? Oh wait, we've passed him already. Yeah. W- who was that? No, go back. Yeah. I also <laughs> like how Nick Fury was like in the bathroom for Iron Man's eulogy. <laughs> Do you <laughs> like think that's what happened? He, he walked out. out. Comes out. He's like, like drying his hands. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> and they they finish it up. John Favreau, who started all of this oh, man. with Tony's daughter, said, what do you want? And she says, mm-hmm. I'm crying, okay. Uh, cheeseburgers. <laughs> he said, your dad loved cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. I want cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. You can have as many cheeseburgers as you want. I'm going to get you as many cheeseburgers as you want. And I'm like, oh, it's adorable. Cheeseburgers. Oh, well, because you remember, you remember the first thing that, uh, that he says when he gets rescued from the cave to, to, to Happy. He's like, I want a press conference mm-hmm. and a fucking American cheeseburger. Ah, oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's so great. This this movie was such a love letter to these characters. It was. Like, it was. It was the perfect send off. They pay off at basically everyone. They Thor, who arguably like, they started a new arc for him. Like he was, mm-hmm. de- he had a full arc in Infinity War and he failed. Now in this movie, they sort of got him on the right track, but he's not. Fully redeemed. He's got to go mm-hmm. to space rehab. Yeah, and now he's with the Guardians. And I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, James Gunn gets to play with the Guardians and Thor. Yeah, it's gonna. And be this exciting. is exactly what I was kind of hoping that the Marvel films would eventually get into: is that we don't just have Iron Man the movie or Thor the movie, but we have more of these, these guys. Like, the oh, movie. Thor and the Guardians Galaxy, and they're together here, and then maybe Ant Man. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Who knows? And yeah. then Spider-Man shows up. Who cares? Like, you can throw in as many people as you want or as little. Yeah. They send Thor off. Uh, Peter's looking for the new Gamora now. And, um, and then we, we, we see Rhodey and, Rhodey and Bucky and Cap. Because Cap's got it. So, so that's the other thing is that. Um, no, it's Sam. It's Sam, Bucky, Cap. Sam, Bucky, and Cap. And Cap's yeah. got to return Mjolnir and the Infinity the Stones, Stones back to their spots where they got taken from time. So that their timelines don't completely go to shit, even though some of them are already fucked up. Like me and Samuel were talking about this. There's like the the Loki, the new Loki show is just going to be Loki after he escapes with the Tesseract. Like 
like that's a whole nother universe now where Loki escapes from custody with the Tesseract after the events of uh, Avengers. Yeah, and he's still evil. He hasn't been. <laughs> they haven't helped him like become a good guy. He's still an asshole. So exactly. I don't know what he's gonna do? Is he gonna go to that timeline, Thanos, and say, "Hey, what's up?" Wait, that time. Oh, okay. Yeah, this gets into it. yeah, right. <laughs> we can talk. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Yeah, it's like, but when so Cap goes back in time, Bucky knows. You, you see something. Bucky's not surprised at all. Sam is. Yeah. And then they see old man Cap looking over the lake. And then he has this. That was great. He has this beautiful conversation with Sam. Gives Sam the shield. I I thought I'd get me a little bit of that life Tony was always telling me to get. Ended on Steve and what's her name? Peggy, um, Peggy, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, well we 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 missed the the big the big part of that conversation, which is Sam essentially hands or no, uh, Cap essentially just, hands the shield down yeah. to Sam. I feel it's such a better payoff in the comics because in the comic, Cap he loses the super soldier serum and he ages in an instant, and then he gives it to Sam. This it felt like such a better payoff because Cap mm-hmm. he got to live a full life. He spent decades with the shield, and he knows. This is meant for you. Yeah, the thing with Cap has always been, I mean, when when a person's born and they live the beginnings of their lives in one environment and one time, and all of a sudden they're just like pulled from that and placed somewhere else, he essentially had to jumpstart his life, which is one of the most unfair things you could do mm-hmm. to someone so honorable and so good like that. So being able to see him save people, do the right thing, always get back up, you know, he he says, I can do this all day. He's always has a good attitude. And then he finally gets what he deserves, which is a second chance at life. Mm. I thought that was really incredible. Yeah. Even if I didn't exactly get how he got to that bench, whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. fun. Part of me was like, wait, wouldn't he be at a bench in a different universe? And then another part of me was like, I think you're thinking too much about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it's probably not that important. They did it. They, they, yeah. It was. It was a little strange because because they they like activate the machine and and I think I think Banner says he's like he's like he overshot his timestamp or something, which like got yeah, fu- which fuck what knows, the hell does fuck that knows mean? what that means, you know? But like, <laughs> I, I guess Frosty it means that he came stamp. back, but just like a little bit later than he was supposed to. But then also like, why didn't we see him? Shouldn't he have still had to come back through the same device? Like, I think I the time. Yeah, wait, did he? I think the timestamp. Is he decides to go back? The timestamp is literally the second in time he's picked, and he just doesn't do it. I don't know. Whatever, writing. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, important. that was. It's. I think when you get to, when you're someone like the Russos and you're able to build this movie just in general, I am of the belief that you deserve one of these bullshits. You deserve oh, yeah. to just. You deserve to send Captain America into a different universe and then just put him on a bench oh, because yeah. you've you've worked for yeah. it. Exactly. You, you get to have, and that. honestly, like <laughs> props to the screenwriters. Oh yeah, I do have one question. <laughs> I hope I wonder if we're in the question portion. There's tons of stuff that I could probably talk about with this movie, and I'm sure even in the coming weeks, and as I see it again, I'm gonna come up with even more things to talk about. But the one thing I thought was kind of interesting when we head back um, to Peter's school, Peter Parker's school. Um, he meets his mm, best friend. We were talking Bayhawk, about this earlier, I think. <laughs> okay, do you know, and then I realized, oh wait, in Far From Home, he also hangs out with all his friends that we remember from the last movie. And then I thought, wait, were they all snapped? Or they have to be. Did they stay they, Yeah, they would have had to be. They have to be, right? Yeah. They would have all had to be snapped. Yeah, or, else, they, or else they and would then all be five like, years older than Peter. <laughs> but then what are the chances? What are the actual chances that you and all your specific friends that showed up on camera in the first movie just all got snapped? Yeah. yeah. I, 
I'm sure there's going to be the smallest of throwaway lines in Far From Home where they're like, wow, yeah. half the grade got to move on. They're yeah. all, they, they half have the grades to. in college they, now. Or, but also yeah. this is one of those things where I, I wonder, it, it kind of gets into that whole debacle when the first Homecoming movie came out, and then they, they had that scene from The Avengers, and then a screen popped up saying eight years later or something. And then that actually caused issues mm. with the whole Marvel timeline. I don't know how interconnected these directors are in terms of how they oh, make their films that, that was, they would even be aware that of. Was that was a Sony issue. Because Sony got final cut of that movie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we need a time jump. Whatever. The official timeline mm-hmm. sets uh, Homecoming in 2016. Or, yeah, 2016, 2017-ish. But I, I mean, I'm just using that as an example to say I, I I'm not sure if they're gonna come in with a throwaway line or not. Because at this point, the movie's also been filmed. Who was aware of what? Were the people making Far From Home fully, absolutely aware of every single scene and you Maybe. know Endgame? Maybe they I'm were. Saying, like, it, I'll say for yeah. for sure. Instead of like, there might be a joke where they say. Wow, half the grade is in college now. It'd be really interesting yeah. if, like, one person from, like, one of the earlier um, movies w- is, like, older than all of the rest. Like, like there's, like, a scene where, oh, like, yeah. with, like, Flash Gordon and he's, like, older than all the rest of them or something. And he's, like, this, he just looks like this crazy, attractive, like, CW character. No, Flash, is, <laughs> Flash is in Far From Home. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I was going to say is, like, I'm pretty sure we see him in the, in the trailer, so it wouldn't be him. But I, I don't know. Yeah, from the trailers we see we see him, we see Peter's best friend, we see MJ, who people are still mad about, and <laughs> a handful of. You see the blonde girl. Yeah. I think that's it. But yeah, and then his teacher. But then again, with like, I feel like with older adults, you can kind of it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You can say, oh, they're five years older, and it's like, eh, I guess. How old's Captain Marvel? Because <laughs> she's like what in her twenties? Yeah, in Captain Marvel. Wait, what is going on? And now it's thirty years. <laughs> she should be fifty. <laughs> she looks the same. She absolutely looks one hundred percent. No, no change. So got, I don't, I don't know what superpowers make her she's immortal. Got superpowers, and she's got that blue blood rolling through her veins. Or I guess she does she's have 50. the wait. Wait, does she have the blue blood? I thought she got a hit with a, the explosion no, from an engine. She still has blue blood. She still has blue blood. So the the, the engine almost killed her, and that's why they had yeah. to give her the blue blood. Because they they okay. So the engine gave her the powers, and the blue blood just gave her the blue blood. Yeah. yeah. Wow, but I good think, exchange. I think the uh, what, what are they called? I can't. I think the Cree though are like they're, they're, they they age very well. They, you know, I, I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a line in there somewhere where where uh, Jude Law's character says something about like how he like ages himself, sort of, and like talking about like how many battles he's been on or something, or how long he's been doing stuff. Maybe. So, I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think so. I think it's like, a, it's, a, it's I, alien super super soldier serum is what it is. She might have the Wolverine thing too going on. If you're going to, where they just ate slowly. If you're going to be the type of person to justify this movie with Cinema Sins logic of, oh that didn't <laughs> add up perfectly, therefore oh this movie gosh. sucks. I can't I can't wait yeah. to see the Cinema Sins for this movie. <laughs> All that matters is they paid off the characters well, and that mm-hmm. that they got the desired reaction. That you don't feel that you're wanting more at the end. And it didn't feel yeah, forced I think either. Be... And yes, the middle bit is very slow. The beginning is kind of slow. They could have cut mm-hmm. 30 minutes out of this movie. Yeah. But the end product left me so satisfied and sad, and, but in a good way, that I don't care. I think at the end of the day, I mean, we're probably going to go around, we're going to give our numbers. Some of us will say 8, some of us will say 9, you know, whatever we give. I 
I almost feel like you don't even need to really consider that. I, at the, what we really need to like ask ourselves here is what you're saying. Did they meet the goal they set out to do, yeah. which was to complete this crazy long like saga that they've been telling for the past 10 years? And I think they absolutely did. Hey. 100%. Ant-Man punched yeah. a space whale in this movie, <laughs> and we oh, didn't that was even great. mention it. I completely forgot about that. That was so cool. Yeah, oh, man. Awesome. And, and, like, I'm sure, as, as much as we talked about this, and this has come out to be a lot longer than these typically are, there has got to be a lot that we're just not even thinking of. It's such an awesome movie. Um... Mm-hmm. Like in my own ranking, it's my number seven. What? <laughs> seven out of I have it. My yeah. my my list is very similar to Samuel's. Mine's at, at number six. Samuel I Samuel do not Samuel have has a list. Samuel has Homecoming above it right now. I I put it above Homecoming. Homecoming is really good. Uh, I think for me, I I don't even know if I necessarily. I guess I don't really rank movies that way per se. Yeah. Um. But I, I'd say this definitely fits into the better one. This isn't the one of the forgettable Marvel films. Yeah, There's a lot of those. This isn't one of those. Yeah. yeah. That's a universe for you. That's it. That's, that's MCU, man. Phase one, two, and three. I think, like, Done. we can talk about the future, but I think, yeah. I think it'll be better when we have more facts on hand. They're not going to announce anything until after Spider-Man. Yeah. We'll do another podcast about the future do a follow when up. we when we have news but mm-hmm. i think they've wrapped up that first phase almost perfectly and they've set up some really interesting stuff for phase two i'm kind of irritated about and michael sort of allayed these fears but the the new captain america is on tv only but on a paywalled streaming service the new captain america <laughs> oh sam 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 we knew this was coming yeah yeah. Now, Michael. <laughs> we knew this was coming. What Michael said, and I believe him, is basically like they want to give him and Bucky something to do, and they'll bring them back in the movies. I don't think I don't think they're gonna cut Captain America from from future potential movies at all. Like I don't think that's gonna be what's gonna happen. I think I think all they need yeah. is they need they need something that's gonna solidify and show us. Like Cap had his own reasons and his own justifications on why Sam deserved the shield, but. We're not in Cap's brain. We're not Cap. We, as viewers and as audience members, haven't really seen much that proves Sam is worthy to to hold the shield. So I think what that show <laughs> is going to be is going to be the new Captain America with old Captain America's best friend sort of proving and justifying Cap's decision and justifying Sam show, proving his worth that he is worthy to hold the shield. Um, so... So that when he does come back in the movies, you know, we're not like, oh, come on. Or what it'll be is what all of these TV shows always end up being, which is where he doesn't actually throw the shield until the last episode. <laughs> yeah, right. There'll be, there'll be five <laughs> unnecessary episodes of, of Bucky and, and, and Sam mourning the death of Cap. And boardroom meetings, and then he's going to talk to his girlfriend, and she's going to say, I'm mad at you yeah. for being Captain America. And, and then they're going to talk the next day, and she's going to say, I'm over that now. Yeah. It's enough time has passed. We're okay now. Bucky, gonna Bucky's going to be board. homeless, and, and he's going to come across Iron Fist, and they're going to they're gonna suck each other off in the alley way for for some drugs or something speaking yeah. of sucking each other off i was so mad that bucky and captain america did not kiss yeah. when they were when they were face to face there was this point where they were looking at each other and i was like come the fuck on come just on. do just it just make out just do just it. do just it fucking make even out. even a little peck just because we all know we all want it to happen <laughs> we're all waiting <laughs> exactly yeah that's yeah. uh that's end game pretty much that's end game 
It's a lot. It's fantastic. Don't go if you haven't seen a Marvel film before. You're gonna hate it. Yeah. Well, let, <laughs> let's 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 talk about that. What movies do you guys think are necessary to see before you see this? Definitely Infinity War. I think Iron Man one, uh, Cap one. You can yep. skip Thor, sadly. Ragnarok, you think? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I'd say you need like, to you need to you need to get the dynamic of Thor and and Hulk. I think, and yeah. also yeah, get so think, to get an idea of where Thor is. You know. Yeah. So. Going in order, Iron Man 1 and Cap 1, then Avengers, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Winter Soldier. I think you need the whole Captain America trilogy. Yeah. I think you might, just because that's good, honestly, yeah. too. Yeah. Avengers it's just, 2. It's just good movies. Yeah. Avengers 2, yeah. And then Phase 3, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians. Homecoming. Homecoming. You can skip a lot of Phase 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Guardians is yeah. in phase two, so put Guardians in there. Yep, Guardians, Homecoming, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Civil War, and then you can skip the rest. Go to Endgame. Do you need, do you need Sorry, to see Guardians two? You think? No. And then you go. You you should, but you don't have. To. Not even to... not even for the not even for the Gamora Nebula arc. All right. And then you go to Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, still a lot of movies. Black to Panther. Watch, you. We forgot Black Panther. <laughs> oh shit! Right. Definitely watch Black Panther. You can skip both Ant Mans. You can skip Captain Marvel. You should probably at least watch uh, one of the Ant Mans. You know? The good one. Why? One. Yeah, watch the first Ant Man. Oh, I forgot. You guys like Ant Man. It's just, I mean, you gotta, you gotta introduce the characters somehow. These are, these are for people who haven't watched any of these. Michael, I don't have to do shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you're right. Don't you dare tell me what I have to do. I don't know, I don't know where this false sense of entitlement I felt I have over you came from. (laughs) You can definitely, (laughs) you can definitely skip Incredible, The Incredible Hulk, which apparently You can skip The Incredibles. You don't need to see The Incredibles. Um. Yeah. Go straight to The Incredibles 2. Go straight there. You don't need to see it. Jack Jack's the best part of that movie. Oh, he's fantastic. Okay, so now we're going to review Incredibles 2. No. No. <laughs> on, to part, on to part two of this podcast that's already an hour and a half. Yeah, no intermission, no breaks. We just keep going. Keep fucking going. So yeah, that's yeah. Avengers Endgame. What are, what are we looking forward to the future, gents? More. Yeah? You think Jesus we'll ever? You think Sam. we'll ever have a culminating moment like this again in the Marvel never, universe? Never, absolutely not. Like, there's gonna be more big movies. There's gonna be like X Men versus Avengers, ten years mm-hmm. down the line. Whatever. I want Phase Four to feel small. Yeah, I, I think, think at the end of the day, because we we split them into these phases, like one, two, and three. But when you really think about it, these have all just been one long story. Yeah. yeah. More or less, and I don't think you're going to be able to do something this massive again. Can we At call, least not can we call them much. sagas? You know, we have phase one, two, and three, and that makes up saga one. Now we're in we're in saga two. Whatever. I don't know. I'm sure. Just, I'm just I don't to, care. I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to coin <laughs> some terms that the that the Reddit fans no, you know will, will listen Fuck to. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be an influencer. How dare you? <laughs> I just want. It's the best way to break them out. Yeah, I I want more character driven movies. Yeah. Make good movies yes. and like Endgame. Endgame mm-hmm. waited for that big, enormous payoff. The best payoff I've seen in ages. If you're going to go yeah. for it again, work your way towards it again. We're going to be waiting another <laughs> 10 years for the next big payoff. Oh, man. Always leave them wanting I, more. 
You think? You think I would honestly we'll, we'll have say kids by then probably. We'll, we'll, br- we'll bring be... them on for for X Men versus Avengers. It'll be it'll be us they three can review... and then our kids. <laughs> yeah, they can review the podcast. They, not not the wait. No, we bring them on to review this episode of this of this review, and then they listen to it, and then they just review our review. Yeah. I think what you're going to need to do with this sort of thing, I, I agree with you, Sam. I think you're going to want to keep it small. And I think you're going to want to give people some breathing room, honestly. I think it's smart to wait to announce anything until after Spider-Man Far From Home. I would, I would honestly, if I were them, if you're going to put anything in 2020, make it, like, tiny as hell. Don't don't give us another Avengers for another five years, please. I don't think my heart can take yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll know what's <laughs> happening in June, I think, is when uh, Far From Home comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point after Ho- Far From Home, they'll have another announcement of what they're doing. Yeah. I believe like D20... a Marvel event, probably. I think D23, the big Disney convention, is happening. So D23 is what we'll know. Once that happens, we'll talk about it. But right now, yeah, I just want to soak in Endgame. Yeah, I want to see this movie again. Really? You saw it for what? You spent six hours yesterday I've, watching I've hyped myself to... back up, you know? It's like, it's like heroin, you know? It's like the more you talk about it, the more you want it after. What makes you think I have experience with heroin? I don't know. <laughs> I've seen train spotting. That's all the experience that I have with heroin, so... I've read I've read a couple I'm of very... Russell Brand's books. That guy shouldn't write. He's actually a very good writer. I enjoyed it. Let's not. We're get not going to get into that though. We don't want to, Sam. You don't want us to start talking about this all of a sudden. No. Yeah, he had some very interesting things to say about Song of the South. <laughs> Welcome to the Song of the South cast. <laughs> we break Welcome. down. We dedicate one hour to every minute mm. of Song of the South. <laughs> So what I love is what, the, uh, the way I perceive I see the podcast starting is you say that we dedicate one hour. Oh, wait, Jesus. Did you say one hour to every minute? Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. I didn't even catch that. How long is Song of the South? <laughs> God damn. How long is that podcast? The podcast is 130 episodes. <laughs> but there are like there are minutes where all it's doing is just transitioning from one scene to another. What do we do during those episodes? OK, wait. Um, so I'm looking up to see how long Song of the South is on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 50 percent. I feel like it should be lo- lower. Nah, that sounds about right for Rod Because <laughs> you gotta think about, about like, all those right assholes. Because think about what happens whenever there's a movie like Ocean's Eleven that comes out, and then before when Rod Tomatoes used to do Who's Looking Forward to This, right. people will review Bon Anything. You right. Know? God, that movie made yeah. $65 million. Oh, God. Wait, in old timey money or new old time money? money? In old timey money, it, God, its budget was damn two. It. Its budget was two point one two five, and it made sixty five. Ah, oh, that makes me so Why sad. Why was that movie That's so upsetting? Sad. It was ninety four minutes, so the podcast would be uh, ninety four hours long. Episodes. <laughs> episodes of hours. Ninety four. And your math is really improved. That's a good. That's a good amount of, uh, of podcast. That's like a. That's a good age for a podcast. If only it wasn't about yeah, Song of the be South. A- we should. We, so I'm that's actually like, that. That would be a really funny, like satirical podcast. So that's going to be a, be a on... companion piece to the Race Wars podcast. <laughs> It'll be on the, Culture uh... Vacuum Plus. <laughs> yeah. It, so we are planning that for Culture Vacuum Plus. Called, Race Wars is going to get their own song of the South. <laughs> Swan song. <laughs> Swan song. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're going to have this beautiful animation that play. It is a video podcast. Executive so produced like little... by Richard Spencer and Sebastian Gorka. Yeah, and then the screen, right, the actual screenplay itself was produced by Dick Wolf. So, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> gonna... <laughs> Associate producers, the Koch brothers. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're gonna recognize a lot of names. Hosted by uh, Tucker Carlson. Order- there's a lot of there's a lot of powerful people behind this podcast. It's it's gonna be a big well on that anticlimactic note. That was the podcast. <laughs> um, we do this for free, but you know, you want to chip in? We have a Patreon. Uh, we have a little tip jar. Uh, links are in the description of this episode. Uh, you can find us on any podcast app except Luminary. Because fuck Luminary. Fuck Luminary. Wow. Strong opinions about Luminary. We hate Luminary <laughs> here at Culture Vacuum. We hope they die. Right. They stole our Song of the South podcast idea from us. They took it from us, and yeah. now it's an exclusive on Luminary. So go shit on them. That's fine. I'm screenshotting their tweets as we speak, so we're going to get them. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Until then, I've been Samuel. I've been Calvin. I've been Michael. Thanks for having me back, guys. Mike, it's been great having you. Thanks yeah, for, nice, thanks nice, for stopping t- by. Nice talking to you. Nice meeting you, Calvin. That's the podcast. That's Bye-bye. it, everybody. Bye.